Time for the unpredictable, imaginative, irrepressible, and undiluted, remarkable, and uncut dead air with me, Tom Savino, and Frank Catolo. That's Frank. That's him over there. That's me here, right? Tom Savino. And I, we hope that you out there will stay with us for these couple of hours. We've got a lot of interesting things for you, a lot of funny things for you, you know, a lot of people dropping by. And informative things, so just stick with us. Okay, Crunch Granola will be here with the sports. Dr. Chill wins with the weather. He's on Meteorologist. George Harris-Stone doing some rock criticism and the whole cast of Dead Air characters. But first, here's Paul McCartney with Big Barn Bed. and wings and they just flew right on out of here they didn't stay too long but we have our regular music critic with us today his name is mr george harristone mr harristone is a graduate of the juilliard school of music where he majored in bass strings george harristone is with us today to give us another fine criticism so let's get right with it okay george Thank you, Tom. On the rock music scene today, we find Henry Marshall, the new bass player from Marshall, Marshall & Marshall, receiving a new $6,000 a gig contract. Of course, Henry Marshall beat out Bobby Tums for the position in the group because Marshall & Marshall couldn't find another Marshall besides him to make it Marshall, Marshall & Marshall again. And even though Henry Marshall can't play bass and Bobby Tums can, it'll keep the original name of the group intact rather than change it to Marshall and Marshall and Tums. The Marshall's manager concedes that a different name would hurt the group image and make them sound more like a law firm. They'd be better off they're playing as criminal anyway. There's some hot flashes on the rock scene. Ringo Starr says he's tired of being a Beatle. John Lennon says he's tired of Ringo Starr. And Paul McCartney says they should all get together again and call the group the Paul McCartney Group. So what else is new? Our pick of the day single is Don't Call Me Snake by Pee Wee Rattle. That's from his new album called I'm Making All This Money and I Still Can't Buy Me a Judge. This is George Harrisstone. Another fine criticism from George Harrisstone. Thank you, George. We'll see you again tomorrow. George had a quick class. He just hurried up right out of here. Yes. Um, it's going back to the uh, old Fine school. critic. Fine critic. He really has everything right on the spot. I mean, he, he has insight. He has a certain amount of insight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Say... <laughs> How are you? Say, uh, and that was the rock news. And that was the rock news. Yes, indeed, with George Harriston. And we have some news here for you Weight Watchers out there. I know there's many people trying to lose weight. I hope that Mrs. Bigger down the block is listening to the show. Mrs. Bigger down you know, the block. Do you know Mrs. Bigger? I know Mr. Bigger. Well, Mrs. Bigger is trying to lose weight, and she listens to the show every day. You know that she just had a baby, Mrs. Bigger. Aww. A little baby. Miss. But the baby was bigger than she is. Well, how's that? Well, he's a little bigger. Well, anyway, if you're trying to lose weight like Mrs. Bigger, 
But here's some happy news for you. Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice have fewer calories in a bowlful than any other kind of cereal. Yes, Weight Watchers love to invite these two calorie-conscious cereals to breakfast because a bowl of either has about half as many calories on the average as a bowl of any other kind of cereal. Quaker puffed wheat adds only 43 calories to your low-calorie budget. Quaker puffed rice, only 51. Yet neither stints on nourishment. Both cereals have all the whole grain amounts of vitamin B1, niacin, and iron. So, for watching weight and enjoying breakfast, too, eat Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice. They're the Weight Watchers breakfast. And in case you don't know the box, it's the one with the little guy on it. The little old man with the hat. Yeah, the black hat. Quaker guy from Pennsylvania. Let me tell you a little story about that. Down in Salt Lake City, they used to deliver tons and tons and tons of this Quaker stuff. The oats, okay. Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, right. They didn't have boxes. the only one I know. When the guy was in the business, the guy on the box, of course, he used to drive the truck, you know, into Salt Lake City. The same guy that's on the box? Yeah, that's him. But he didn't have boxes at that time, so he used to bring them in with gigantic trucks. Big trucks. Quaker roads all over the Salt Lake City local highway. And um, the head of Quaker City got tired of seeing this old man. You know, I, I can imagine. Yeah. Old man. He brought old men with him, too, sure. and they brought all these trucks in. You sure this is uh, factual information? I, I would tell you nothing else. Okay. And um, what happened was one day this guy called up the Quaker Oats Company, the head of Salt Lake City. You know, and he said, hello, uh, Quaker Oats Company. And they said, hello, how you doing? He said, um, listen, no, we're tired of you sending the Quaker Oats in trucks driven by these old men. I mean, they're just right. old men. Tired. And we're tired of looking at That's them. Right. We have nothing against old men. We're guy. just tired of looking at them. Mm-hmm. So. He asked him to do something. He asked the Quaker Road people to do something. Yeah, what, what did he ask them? He said, bring them young. Well, you heard it first, right here on Dead Air. Someone who does a little bit better with words than I just did is our next guest. And he's a, he, he just inspires us to no end. And he's with us every week. And he reads poetry. You, of course, you know who I'm talking about, Tom. I certainly do. Rod McCrutchen, here he is with his white tennis shoes, denim pants, and of course, Lassie. Sit yourself down on the pavement and try to recall all the beautiful dreams that extend from your cellophane dinner table. A crushed Tootsie Roll beneath your shoe. A beer can dented at 12 degree angles from the center. Tipsy-turvy metallic pieces of symbolic situations. I used to kick that can when I was younger. And my girlfriend would kick mine when she was older. It is beneath me now, though, in celluloid memories that pick my brain. And I recall the 1953 Fords. As a matter of fact, all the 1953 Fords were recalled. And I remember 45th Street as it was before they came and stabbed me for 10 cents. Oh, the pain of memorabilia. Not to mention the knife in my side. A mugger mother on a muggy Monday in Midtown Manhattan. (laughs) 
Thank you, Rod. He's so inspirational. He's great. You float away when I hear him. Sort of makes you want to hear the news. Information. Time. That's right. Right, right here, here on, on Dead, Dead Air. Air. The Pentagon has further relaxed the U.S. military alert, which became affected during the Middle East fighting. The Pentagon has given the return to normal signal to all American forces except those of the United States' 6th Fleet in the Mediterranean. Strong indications of President Nixon's choice for the new Attorney General were reported today in Washington. Republican Senator William Saxby of Ohio met with the President this morning. Afterwards, reporters asked Saxby if he had the job, to which he replied, I'm relatively sure. Senator Saxby says it's a challenge he just can't turn down. The list of possible sources for the news leak concerning President Nixon's intervention in the ITT case in 1971 widened today when former Special Prosecutor Archibald Cox testified that Justice Department officials were briefed on the matter last week. The question is an alleged telephone call from the President to then-Deputy Attorney General Kleindienst telling him not to appeal part of the antitrust case. Kleindienst had testified originally there was no such pressure. Two Democratic Senators, Bayh of Indiana and Byrd of West West Virginia, say that the disclosure brings up the question of perjury. Senator Bias sent a letter to Acting Attorney General Bork asking for an investigation into the perjury question. New York State Police say that a man found shot to death with his hands cut off had been involved in drug trafficking in New York City. He'd been identified as 39-year-old Giacomo Spada. He'd been found near the Greene County village of Catskill and had been shot seven times. Investigators say Spada had a substantial arrest record involving drugs, and they say they are working on some leads. A heavy, smoky fire was brought under control this afternoon on Manhattan's west side. The smoke could be seen as far south as the battery. The fire was in a warehouse at 320 12th Avenue at 33rd Street near the Hudson River. It was brought under control with the help of two fireboats, a tower ladder, and the entire super pumper system, including satellite units. There were no injuries from the two alarmer other than some of the firemen being treated for smoke inhalation. A threat of mass suicide has been disclosed in Okahama, Japan. Fifty high school girls made the threat when their teacher refused to show them how to make Western-style dresses. Attractive former Miss New York begins her five-year prison sentence today for robbery. 20-year-old Mrs. Anita Raymond Reese has been sentenced to prison for her part in a $175 drugstore robbery last fall. That's the news for now, but it's uh, the portion of our news right now where we get to the sports. All you sports fans out there would be interested. Well, our regular sportscasters, Crunch Granola, who, as you know, was at one time the leading sportscaster in the National Hockey League. And in his career, he's done over 4 million hockey games. And we've welcomed him here as part of our regular crew. And now, out of retirement, here's Crunch Granola with the sports. <laughs> Every day is sports, 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 sports. Marlins scores from New York City. Knicks win 102-98. Catches Clay, no broken jaw. Nets at Denver tonight. Steelers united on United. Charles shirt ties. Try the Chargers must wear ties to bomb and dances. Flyers fling stump. Hugh Buey Coon slaps Finley with a fine. Yes, indeed, frenzy. They're all the sports hockey scores. Race scores. Demir Seaman is a crunch granola saying goodbye. I think crunches. 
hockey games have affected his sports casting somewhat. My word, did you? He's he's super. Well, when you when you do hockey, I mean, you have to have that coordination that Crunch has. He's he just puts super. Those words together so they sound like one big. Bleh. I know. He's really, really good sports. Oh, guy. incidentally, what did he say? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the Yankees lost, so that's all we care about. Ah, oh, darn. Riff, I broke another guitar string. Here, take one of mine. Hey, thanks. Now I've got to go downtown and get some more strings. I waste so much time there. You may as well come. You probably need a few things anyway. You know, strings, picks. No, I've got everything I need. Which reminds me, I haven't seen you go to the music store in quite a while. There's no need to. Why, man? Well, I order everything I need by mail. You must be kidding. It must take a year to get the stuff, not to mention postage. <laughs> There's where you're mistaken. You see, I use Musician Supply Incorporated. But Magician Supply? What? No, no. Musician Supply Incorporated. It's the only musician's mail order house that supplies you with all the accessories a musician needs at low discount prices. And it doesn't take long either. Yeah, man, but what about postage? Well, unless you want COD, you don't pay any postage. Yeah, but what about name brands, man? I use the good stuff. Well, you can only get name brands, quality strings like Gibson, Fender, Ernie Ball, and there's no sales tax. Let me get this straight, Riff. No sales tax, no postage, name brands, and quick delivery? How can I get into this gig, man? Well, just send for a free catalog. Write to Musician Supply Incorporated, Post Office Box 4507, San Diego, California, 92104. So don't fret. Don't fret. Oh, don't fret, he says. Oh, oh. For a free catalog, prepaid envelope, and order forms, write Musician Supply Incorporated, Post Office Box 4507, San Diego, California, 92104. Now it's time for our lawyer at large in another exciting episode of Mason Dixon. So why waste time? Here's Mason in another spellbinding case. Mason Dixon. Mr. Dixon, there's a man outside with a black suitcase who wants to see you. Tell him I already have a black suitcase and then tell him he can see me on Channel 12 at 8 o'clock. Mason Dixon, you must defend me. My wife was killed while playing tennis. The police think that I did it. Well, did you? Well, well, yes. How? She enraged me during the first set of a tennis match, so I let her have it in the face with, with my racket. What racket are you in? Oh, well, I sell uh, friends to lonely people. Oh, a buddy racket. Well, we'll take this to court then? No, thanks. I don't play tennis. No, no, no. I, I meant a court of law. Are you crazy? You can't play tennis in a courtroom. Oh, please. I, I can't. I, please take me Very take well. to the court. We'll... Very well. We'll take it to the highest court. The Supreme Court? No. 53 Burger Street. It's on the 105th floor. Order! Order! My client will have a soft-boiled egg because he has acne. Dixon! Another breakout like that? And I'll have your job! I object on the grounds that the judge is biased. Then he'll bias all a soft-boiled egg. 
My client did not kill his wife. He's lying! Well, who ever heard of Mason Dixon lying? May I call the first witness, Lenny Norgood, to the stand? Yes. Lenny Norgood, to the stand. I saw the whole thing. He didn't do it. Sounds good. The defendant is found not guilty. Wait a second. I haven't had a chance to present my case. All right, go ahead. Mason, here's a case, a brand new leather suitcase. Happy birthday. I rest my case. Mason Dixon, how did you know the client could get away with murder when you only had one witness? Well, honey, you see, any man who kills his wife with a tennis racket proves only one thing. What? The wife had guts. The amazing thing about Mason Dixon is not that he wins every case, but it's how he wins every case. That's right. It's not incredible. what you do, it's how you do it. Another member of our dead air crew is our meteorologist, Dr. Chill Wins. And Dr. Chill Wins comes here to give us a weather analysis. And he's with us right now to do the weather. Here's Dr. Chill Wins. Dr. Wins. Dr. Chill Wins, you're on. Hello? Dr. Wins, you're on. <coughs> it's, ta- it's time for the weather, Dr. Wins. He woke me up. You see. Hi. It's time for the weather. Oh. Remember, you do the weather. What the heck am I doing here? Guys, wake me up again. It's time to do the weather, Dr. Wins. It's the weather. Who the heck cares about the weather? Well, the people out there. It's cold outside. Well, that's what we want to hear. Now, tell us all about it. It's cold. Can't you feel it? Not people yet. know. Guys, got it, too. Yeah, I tell you. You're out in your barn, the corn is there, the crop's not growing. Nine times the crop's growing out in your barn, and there's no rain. No rain. So what you're saying is we're not going to have rain. Gee. Well, I tell you, my corn hurts. The corn hurts on my foot. It's going to rain. Oh, doctor, we expect a little bit more of a scientific uh, analysis from you. Yeah, tell you, little Luke and Hashes out there. Yeah. And they got the umbrellas. So it is going to rain. I told him, no, it's not going to rain. It's, it's not going to rain. It's not going to rain. Uh, what is it going to do? To these newfangled reporters on the radio. You know, all these kids who wake me up this morning. Oh, yeah? They tell you, wake me up. It's Halloween, they say. They got candy for these kids. I ain't got nothing. They're going to give you the little corn things that you grow in your, in your, in your farm. Well, all I know is, it's cold. I'm going. I don't care. Well, Dr. Wins, all right, aren't you going to do the rest? Tribes, Dr. Wins. Yeah, guys, drive me crazy Dr. Wins. Yeah, look out the window. Okay, uh, Dr. Chill Wins, our meteorologist. What he intended to tell you was that we're going to have some showers today. It's going to be windy and cool, and the temp- temperature range will be from 55 to 67 degrees. The winds right now are north of 20 to 30 miles per hour, and the sun rose this morning at 7.19 a.m. We're expecting the sun to set tonight at 6 p.m. I certainly hope. The humidity is 80%, and the highest temperature on this date was 75 degrees and set back in 1963. The lowest temperature on this date was 29 degrees, set in 1879, the dirty 70s. Uh, Tomorrow, sunny and cool with temperatures ranging from 55 to 65 degrees. Tom's back. uh, Yeah, hi, Did you see Dr. Wins? Yes, as I was coming back, I saw... He's very hard to get along with. Dr. Chill Wins. He was very uh, deterred. Is is that the word? Perturbed. He was very perturbed. uh, He's he's an old man. The whole situation. But he's... He's great. He does his job well, and we don't pay him for it. On dead air at this time now, we switch to our correspondent in the Caribbean, Mr. Randy Rainbow, who's got a special live story for us. Here's Randy Rainbow now in the Caribbean. 
Mike. This is Randy Rainbow for Dead Air, corresponding to the people out there from Jamaica Islands. Here I am at the Double Bubble Toil and Trouble Coven Incorporated Convention. There are 15 members of a coven here, organizing their vibrations for the purpose of winning the big triple at Aqueduct tomorrow. In order to do so, they must brew a supernatural potion, which is the part of the ceremony I'm observing at this moment. Let me describe it to you. If I look closely, I can see... Let's see... Ah, they're putting the ingredients in now. There are 13 people around the cauldron that are now throwing into the vessel what seems to me to be old OTB tickets. Someone is now putting in the mud from Secretariat's left rear hoof. Someone else is tossing in a mane from a horse in Vermont, and there goes the front half of Willie Shoemaker's riding crop to her Filion 8x10 autographed glossies. Let's get closer and ask someone who they think will win at Aqueduct Triple tomorrow. Excuse me, sir. It's kind of hard to get in here. we got to break through these people. Let's uh, see. Here's someone. Excuse me, sir. Uh, who do you have in the ninth race at Aqueduct tomorrow? Got a black magic Until next time, this is Frank Atolo and Tom Savino and the whole Dead Air crew wishing you to have a heck of a week. I want to thank you for staying with us today, putting up on nonsense, and I hope you put up with it again tomorrow. That's right. We'll have more nonsense in all its fine glory right here on Dead, Dead Air. Air. So, so be with us next time. We'll see you again.